Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 59 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. What a fascinating week it has been. I come to you today with winds of change on the day following a school day closure for wind and its effects, its impact, leading to trees down and power outages and chances with travel that weren't worth risking on the day. Now, growing up in a space where snow days are relatively common, this in my recollection, is the first time there has been any closure or cancellation for wind. And it wasn't surprising. In the evening before the school closure was called, the sounds and the force and the impact of the wind were tremendous. Our middle son came downstairs looking for some reprieve from the noise. Interestingly for me, I heard it as the sounds of the ocean, thinking particularly about the Oregon coast, when the ocean is wild and the waves are high, and tuning into it from that perspective made it seem more reassuring, more manageable, versus when it's seen as the wind and the force that it can have, it can seem more daunting and threatening. Now, that might not be wise to swap it in and tell yourself it's something that it is not, but if it is a place where we cannot control it, couldn't shift that the wind was happening, tuning into it from that different perspective can actually be helpful. could help me get back to sleep and offered some different ways to engage with it for our son. We saw the impacts of the day. Like I said, many trees down, some big and beautiful trees losing their top halves. Friends were posting pictures of trees in their yards, completely uprooted. Thankfully, most were not falling in the direction of homes, of buildings, or of people. And seeing what that impact is. And just thinking about wind itself, its force, its role in nature, what it is capable of doing. And that's what brought me to this concept here today, winds of change. And I've been sharing my daily live in conceivable emails. I told you that to be my December goal, one of my December goals, and that has proven to be consistent. And bringing that through last night, thinking about how the wind really can trigger, it can engage with all of our senses. And I thought about it first in that sense of hearing. And that's really how we noticed it because we were in our house, in our rooms, not directly exposed to the winds, very thankfully, to have that level of protection, but certainly could hear the impact of it. And think of all the different ways that we can characterize wind, the howling of the wind, the whisper of the wind. How does the wind speak to you? Think about messages that are carried on the wind and how they arrive to you. I saw some comments from my friends a little bit farther south in the state than where we live that there was a smell of smoke in the air. The wind had carried that, right? It brought that through. And it was evidence of wildfires that were happening in Tennessee. And just think about those trajectories, thinking about the airstreams that happen all across the world. 
And so even there, right, so we hear the impact of the wind. We can notice what it's telling us. Thinking of wind like a messenger. Thinking of wind as that expression from nature, telling us what's happening, telling us what is going on elsewhere in the world, telling us what is to come. It can be a warning sign, thinking about how the wind changes prior to a storm. And thinking about in our lives, what are those whispers? And when do they get to gale force in order for us to notice them? We've talked about messaging from within the body in the past and how we can often tune it out and what it looks like, what it feels like to really let ourselves tap into that wisdom. And since we brought it through in that example, right, what is it carrying and bringing through those smells, the sense of nature. And I mean S-C-E-N-T-S, but certainly we can think about S-E-N-S-E of nature as well. And thinking about when the breeze carries you, and oftentimes, if we use the word smell, right, we often think of unfortunate, unpleasant odors that might arise. And I think about that. I think about wind and its impact bicycling. If I go to the time when it has most effect for me personally, it's on those long bike rides. And for many years, I trained in big open fields in the middle areas of the state of Michigan, often with farmlands, often with very particular Sense Not always pleasant, but not always terrible either. And just noticing too, that automatic return to where you first engaged, to where those memories were made. So if I ever do experience that common scent, it will take me back to my times walking across campus in undergrad, in biking around those fields in medical school, trying to work through all the challenges of the day and the learning that was happening. And it ties me back into my own life experience. And I think of all the senses, smells can do that so instantaneously. Thinking of how the wind carries it through and can bring us smells of familiarity, bringing us back into what resonates. I think about that when we have our own homes, right? And those familiar smells that you don't even notice in yours, but you can clearly identify that of your best friend growing up or your grandparents or your school, Or for me, it can be the hospital bathroom, right? For lots of unpleasant memories during early stages of pregnancy. And just seeing that relationship, right? And how the wind can connect us to what's happening in other parts of the world and give us a sense of that through the sense with the TS. I noticed that here in the summertime, we had wildfire smoke from the West Coast. And it reminds us that we can't escape from because we're always a part of what is happening everywhere. And yes, there can be more and less direct ways of engagement. We are all part of this common experience. Thinking about, as we noted, this sight of wind. And what I think is so fascinating is that we're not ever seeing the wind itself. We're seeing its effect on the things which it is moving. So yesterday, we did venture out for a walk and realized very quickly that we need to be in a different space because there were tall trees. And we saw the evidence of those trees falling and the wind was less intense during the day, but it wasn't absent. And there was this moment when we just looked up and we were in the field relatively far away from the trees, but near enough to observe their very active movement, their capacity to sway. And how fascinating this invisible force was causing that movement. And thinking about all the ways that we are impacted by wind in our life? What represents that in our lives? By what are we moved? 
that we don't even see, that we might not even notice? What effect are we having? Right? How is our force transmitted out into the world, moving others? And we can look at that physically. We could look at that emotionally. We could look at that spiritually. We could look at that mentally. Right? How can we have this direct impact, even if we don't see how it's happening to us or how we are transmitting it to others? Right? So seeing the effect of wind. Right? And then thinking about here, the taste of wind. And we can build on the sense space, but also seeing that wind has different flavors in different parts of the world, different seasons of the year, and seeing that it can come and it can be quite dry and then it can carry all the moisture ahead of a storm and seeing that it can have its different context in that way and what it can bring to us. In what ways is it nourishing to so many? Thinking about the effect on windmills, right? How we can harness that power and that energy and one that can offer to us. And then finally, the feel of wind. So for those who were outside yesterday, and I saw a beautiful and also challenging post from one of our favorite farmers, Bear Creek Organic Farm here in Petoskey, about an hour and a half north of where I live. And seeing the effects, right, in all those ways, seeing them and hearing them, noticing them, touching them, and they had to go out and put back so many layers of field protection and make repairs, right? In those spaces with fields, there's a lot of exposure, right? And so there was that direct tactile input from the wind and they had to do it while the wind was continuing, right? So they saw the impacts, right? They were able to see all those effects and they were also feeling in that moment the wind and thinking about on a super hot day, right? When a gentle breeze is the most welcome experience, and then thinking about on a cold, brisk, and blustery day, we would wish for the wind to be less than what it was. And just seeing those different ways, right? It can bring us relief. It can bring us greater challenge. Like I shared on the bicycle, right? A heavy headwind is treacherous. But when you turn around and it's at your back, that tactile push, the hand on your back moving you forward is so amazing. And so as I was considering all the ways we experience wind, how it shows up in our lives, the power and the energy that it has. And like I shared, being able to harness that, being able to put a sail up right, and have that wind move a boat from coast to coast, being able to create that windmill structure and harness the energy we can put it to use in sustainable and renewable ways. And then as we began looking at what are the winds of change, and what is being whispered? What is being presented to us at a gale force speed? And to what are we able to attune? How are we able to engage? And how can we notice our impact? What are we moving because of the messaging that we're receiving? And we are in a most challenging time. And I think anyone recording, podcast, book, letter, in whatever medium, probably felt the challenges of whatever time they were in because it is part of the human experience. And it can certainly seem accelerated by technology, but they are simply different experiences. We can't know how it was directly for those in a different time, in a different space. And we can look at those past accounts and reference it and research it and have a sense of it. But recognizing that in this moment, 
we are faced with our own unique challenges. And the one that comes through most significantly for me, the one that has absolutely been carried on these Gulf streams, right, all throughout the country, through the ether, through our culture, is that we are in a time when we are not seeing one another clearly. Maybe we're not seeing ourselves clearly. Perhaps we're not making the space and not offering opportunity for each person in the collective to share truly who it is they are, how it is they are, what it is they want, how they might gain support. And this is something that's really come up strongly for me personally in this past week especially, but in the past months, years, particularly as a parent, and just seeing how can we create spaces and thinking about wind, right? What does it clear away? So let's say we're coming out of the end of the autumn season here and wind can take a massive pile of leaves obstructing a certain area and scatter them in all directions, exposing the ground underneath, right? It can pull away some of those protective layers, not favorably, if it's taking off the roof of your home or the cover in your fields. We're not looking for that. That's not what we want. But wind does have the power of exposure. And even in, and maybe especially in a time of a pandemic when exposure is a word we're not interested in, right? One that we seek to avoid. I'm going to offer it up as one that perhaps we can turn toward and welcome in and say we are in a time and a space when we need to be able to have a greater exposure to one another and to ourselves, to be willing and able to look within, to share truthfully, authentically, and to be able to check in with each other in a more meaningful way. And so as I explore this with you here today, I'm going to bring forward some definitions around the concept of wind and also some lyrics because music has so much to offer us. So let's look at a few options here. A natural movement of air of any velocity. And thinking about that. So thinking about that as breath. And thinking about that natural movement. And seeing how that energetically can be transmitted. And so what are we speaking? Right? What are we sending forward? What are we sharing on the wind of our words as we communicate with one another? A force or agency that carries along or influences So wind is integrated with change. And how is this showing up for you? What is your area of influence? What is your strength? What is the power that you're wielding? And what is the mission to which you are allying yourself and engaging that power? So what is your wind here? And I have to interject. If you haven't seen Our Idiot Brother, the movie with Paul Rudd, please watch it. He's fantastic in all of his work, I'm going to say that, I'm going to make a gross generalization, but stand behind it at the same time. And he talks about this experience. There's a scene of having a wind, right? In this transformative experience. And we can look at all the elements around it, but a wind, right? Can be that which carries along or influences. We see that, right? So those gale force winds knocking those trees over, right? The wind is a direct influence on the trees. It can also be that which carries the pollen from plant to plant, and helps propagate and restore life in the plant world. And so how are we using those forces? And we can look at this definition in the part B of it, 
is a destructive force or influence, but can it also be therapeutic? And can we harness it? Can we tap into that? Now, here is a counterpoint, is a definition that says something that is unsubstantial, such as mere talk, idle words, or vain self-satisfaction. And so noticing that, when would we get trapped in that space regarding wind, right? And let something be inconsequential, right? That we're not actually saying what we mean. And I want to offer that up as a space where we can tune in and notice that we can be a force, right? An agency that carries along or influences for the, and fill in that blank, for the better, for the good, for the health, for the revolution, for life, whatever it might be. And notice if we are instead using that power or failing to use that power, right? Neglecting to use that power. And what interesting words, I'm gonna let them just come through as they are, into talk, right? Or cover words, or those things we think we're supposed to say, right? We know the expectations that we're all doing fine. So let's just say that. But we're not. And fine is a disallowed word in our household because it doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't tell us if it's great. It doesn't tell us if there's a challenge. It doesn't tell us what you need. It doesn't tell us what success you've had. Right? So it can be a neutral space. Fine might be telling in so much as it's, I don't really want to share. I don't feel comfortable sharing. And perhaps it's then an invitation to say, well, am I making safe a space where someone will feel encouraged, welcomed, embraced in sharing authentically here? So perhaps I can take a new perspective and not totally disregard fine, but recognize that it's actually saying, I don't feel ready or comfortable yet to share what I really mean. And I don't know or trust that this is the space for it. Because I can tell you when people with whom I feel comfortable, safe, ask me how I am, I give them the whole story. Maybe sometimes too much. And try to bring in some of those positive points, sometimes that feedback sandwich, right? Let me tell you what's going well. Let me tell you the challenge and let me wrap it up with maybe where we're going to go from here. But there's a difference. I wonder if you take a moment and tap into that and say, when someone asks me how I am, what is it that brings me to that safe space of being willing and able to share truly how it is that I am, even when it's an answer that no one really wants to hear, right? That might seem like it's too much to share. And we can know a couple of things in this area, that it's okay, right? That you get to decide whether or not you share, that you can know whether or not it's too much internally, that you can recognize that you're not charging the other person with doing anything with what you're telling them, but you're inviting them into a conversation. You might ask them, may I give you an honest response, right? And then engage with it. That's okay. Do that check-in with yourself. Am I ready to give an honest response? Am I willing and ready to go there? And I can say to them, you know, not that well. And I'd love to share with you if you're willing to hear this with me right? And notice hear this with me because sometimes we're telling it to ourselves for the first time in that space as well. So see if we can move from insubstantial and not that you have to give a dissertation and that every word has to be so purposeful and meaningful. Sometimes you can just have light conversation. That's okay. If that's what's working for you, it's working for them. But know too that you have the power, right? To influence, And that word can be so charged as well. But thinking about it in a way of, I have some amazing capacity here. And how would I like to wield that? 
And am I ready to? Right? Checking in for your reserve in that space. Looking at it directionally, right? In the direction from which the wind may blow or the point of the compass. So just see that it can give us an opportunity for orientation to see where we're headed, to see where we've been, to see where the current path is taking us. Just seeing all of those different ways. Thinking about wind as the verb, and again, the power that it has to make short of breath, to detect or follow by scent, to expose to the air or wind, to regulate the wind supply of, to rest. At all those different ways, that word can be used. And of course, we could take wind and just change our pronunciation, right? The magic of the English language. And it becomes wind. And seeing all of those pieces, and I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to bring it through just for a moment. And thinking about that act of circling or encircling, right? Of taking something that is linear and wrapping it up. We bring the points closer together. We create some sense of connection. Sometimes consolidation can feel like a safe space. And so seeing there where that wind turned wind can also have some power. And also notice when it might be somewhat suffocating. It might not feel good to be brought in and be held that close and not be held out to your fullest expansive capacity. So just check in with either of those. I'm going to pull up a couple songs and this just comes through. So I'm always fascinated. If you're in a contemplative space, if you're ready to you know, do some insight, some journaling, pulling up song lyrics can always be really valuable. So the Scorpions have a song called Winds of Change. And I'm going to bring a few of these through and just see to what it speaks at this time. Listening to the wind of change, the world is closing in. Did you ever think that we could be so close like brothers? And I'm not going to go through this whole song. It might have much deeper meaning. It might be written for a very different purpose. I'm going to take these snippets and just see what they're presenting to us in this moment. The world is closing in. And just think about that in the current context. And we talked early on in this episode about the power of technology and what it can do in our world and what sense it can give us and the anxiety it might drive. Right? The world is closing in. We can contact and connect with people all across the world instantaneously why we're inundated with the news and the happenings all across the world all the time. And did you ever think that we could be so close? And this one, I want to challenge here that there's a closeness, but also a disconnectedness that's happening. And that's the space. There's so much opportunity for us to reach within, to extend beyond, and see how we can make that closeness more real. When we can say, we're here with you, and I want to be here with you and hear you. Right? So we're having homonyms all over the place here today too. And so just seeing what that is, what opportunity might arise, and how can we actually hold and make space for hearing and seeing one another truly. There's another stanza Walking down the street, distant memories are buried in the park forever. And seeing that, and seeing how the past can inform us, seeing how it might hold us back, anchor us, how it might be challenged 
through that lens of comparison, saying it was better then, and why can't we get back to that? Or I had to suffer through all of this, and you should too. See the different ways the past can inform us, that we can learn from it, that we can honor it, we can respect it, we can know the experience of others, and not subject ourselves to repeating it, getting stuck in it, preventing us from looking forward, and most importantly, preventing us from being fully here right now. And then the line that repeats here, take me to the magic of the moment on a glory night where the children of tomorrow share their dreams with you and me. And now I'm here on a day that was declared a very social media arm as a prime day of violence in schools. Right? And this is where we are. Pretending we're not, right, is an untruth. And thinking about this, the magic of the moment on a glory night where the children of tomorrow share their dreams with you and me. And how can we create the space, nurture the world where that's allowed, where it's possible? And again, we're always in the present moment, but absolutely looking toward what can be, letting ourselves dream, seeing what's available, and trusting that we can help cultivate and nurture a space where that becomes possible. So see those winds of change. See what we can do. And it might be on a massive scale. It might be simply right where you are at this moment in time. And let that be enough. And on that, we can't have an episode on wind with song lyrics and not have Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind included. And I won't disrespect the song, but the sum up, but I'm going to offer right, that it's saying to us, when is enough enough? Right? And when can we get real about what's happening with each other, for each other? Right? And if the answer is blown in the wind, how are we tuning into it? How are we tapping into it? Because if you go line by line right, in the brilliance of the song, and seeing maybe just once should be enough, right? Why are we holding these standards? And how are we preventing ourselves and each other from seeing ourselves and one another clearly? And what if right, the answer is here? And it's as simple and as powerful and as subtle and as beautiful and profound as the wind, It's here all the time. It's telling, it's whispering, it's at full force, it's illustrating movement, it's carrying these messages, it's a source of connection, of propagation. And we have the opportunity to tune in. We have that power within. We each have our very own wind that we can use as an agent of change. And we have the opportunity each moment to inhale, right? to move air in, to commit to ourselves and to those around us to be real, to share from a place of authenticity, to make that space where others feel welcome to do the same. And together, we can join in. Right? We can be on that current. We can be a force 
that encourages winds of change everywhere that we are. And for those who are challenged by the outcomes and the impact, speak your need, reach out for support. For those who are adjacent, see what it is that you can do to help. And all of us together are really what is going to make the difference. I thank you for joining me here. It's been a journey and an adventure. I have some amazing conversations episodes coming forward and we'll continue this process. Again, it's a new perspective coming from those 30 days, 30 episodes consecutive and spacing it out a bit, but letting these episodes come through at this weekly frequency and sharing with you what's happening in the moment and seeing how health is all around. And then we absolutely can be for the health of all things. And I invite us all, I'm starting with me, to begin that from a place of authenticity and a willingness to share who it is and how it is we actually are. This is Dr. Millie Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.